Hello, everyone. My name is J.B. Hickson with NBW Ministries, proclaiming the clear, accurate, and urgent gospel message from my studio beneath the sky, tucked away under the tall timbers of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us. It's Wednesday, January 31st, 2024, and that means it's time for World Events Update with Randy. And uh, Randy and I have been talking uh, before we started the recording here and just looking forward to a great discussion today. Uh, it's great to have friends. You know, friends mean a lot. And I'm blessed to have many friends, uh, and I know you are too. And we appreciate your encouragement and your support. Randy and I both get a lot of email, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's fun. It's fun to have an outlet here where we can provide insights and updates and commentary on on world events from a biblical worldview. Uh, we're certainly not perfect. We're certainly not, uh, don't have a crystal ball but I think we're doing exactly what the Bible calls us to do, especially in these great last days of deception, and that is take a look at the world, make sure we're not being deceived, see how what's happening might be fitting into Bible prophecy, and of course, as always, being prepared for what lies ahead, Proverbs 22.3. So we'll get Randy on here in just a moment, a couple of Quick announcements. Uh, we had a great Prophecy Night Q&A last night. We went for about 90 minutes. That video is posted at Rumble. It's also the audio is on our uh, podcast channel. Uh, we hope you'll take time today uh, to listen to that in addition to this one with uh, Randy. So this is one of those rare days where we posted two new uh, con uh, you know, pieces of content. Um, but I do want to point out that, uh, you know, we got back on YouTube about three weeks ago, and uh, so they've already started banning my videos. They banned last night's Prophecy Night Q&A, uh, presumably uh, because we talked about the the pandemic and the vaccine and so forth. But who knows? You just never know. So it's quite random. Uh, so that's one strike, and you know how it works. Uh, this is kind of deja vu to three years ago when we had 11 different videos uh, banned over a period of time. They will ban a video, and then if you get another ban, then you've got two strikes, and then if you get a third strike within a certain window of time, then they take your whole channel down. Uh, we don't want them to take our channel down, even though it's not our primary platform. Our primary platform is Rumble for videos, uh, and of course, you can see all of our videos at notbyworks.org, but uh, we know there are a lot of users who... Uh, use YouTube, and that's it. And they may not even be aware of some of the other platforms. They're just accustomed to going to our channel. And um, even though we have archives of everything we've ever posted, we keep it uh, safe, uh, safely set aside in an external hard drive in a safe. Uh, we're not worried about losing the content or not having access to it. it. It would just be quite a hassle to have to rebuild that channel uh, down the road. And we've got lots of, you know, stuff from years ago, just good Bible, gospel preaching ministry uh, messages, rather. And so uh, just pray that, you know, hopefully we can navigate the uh, censorship rules of, um, you know, uh, of YouTube here in the People's Republic of America and uh, learn to be <laughs> able to, you know, not get our channel banned somehow. So, um so another announcement here, uh, coming up February 15th at 6 o'clock Mountain Time, that's our next premiere member Zoom Q&A with Mondo Gonzalez. So if you're a premier member, be sure and mark your calendar. We'd love to have you join us live and ask your questions uh, of Mondo Gonzalez. Meet him and just enjoy a great evening together. Uh, if you're uh, not a premier member, of course, you can always sign up. Uh, go to notbyworks.org, click on the store button, and then uh, click on Premier Zoom, and it'll tell you all about it. It's a small monthly fee, which you can cancel at any time. Uh, if you are a Premier member and you're not able to make it 
uh, Thursday night, February the 15th. Uh, no worries, we record it and we post it to your premiere page. So you can always go back and watch that Q&A with Mondo uh, at your leisure. Uh, so with that, a couple of verses. You know, last night at the Prophecy Night, uh, I, I love Prophecy Nights, or at least Q&As in particular, because it really gets me thinking, and you, know, you, you ask great questions, and I always come home uh, with a you know a list of things that I want to look up. And so uh, we talked about ministry, we talked about uh, guardian angels last night, and I mentioned in the Q and A that we don't have any explicit teaching in Scripture that says, "Thus saith the Lord, every believer has a guardian angel," and so forth. Uh, but you know, there's using uh, you know comparing Scripture with Scripture, uh, what we call theological synthesis. We can. Uh, you know, come to a reasonable guess that that's very likely. And so I wanted to uh, kind of elaborate on that a little bit this morning, just by way of encouragement before we bring uh, Randy on. And, and so just maybe a quick uh, primer on uh, angels. We know that they are ministering spirits, according to Hebrews 1.4, and they're ministering spirits specifically for believers. And um, we know uh, also from Hebrews 13, too, that, you know, sometimes we may be interacting with someone we think is just a stranger that we don't know, but they could actually be an angel. And so as we've often uh, talked about, or maybe you've heard it mentioned, you know, you you might have a stranger help you fix your flat tire. Well, maybe that's an angel. You, you just don't know. Um, but there's some other passages that talk about the unique ministries of angels. For example, when Jesus was talking about the rich man and Lazarus in Luke 16, Remember, he said when the beggar died, he was carried by angels uh, to Abraham's bosom. What a beautiful picture. Uh, you know, we often know, we, we know from Scripture that a believer who dies go, goes immediately to be in the presence of the Lord. That's uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 8. But uh, this is a, more details about that. It's a, it's a beautiful picture of what happens. The moment we die, angels transport us into the glories of heaven and the presence of the Lord. And and uh, so that's certainly one aspect of angelic ministry. Um, Jesus also said this quite interestingly, and he's, he, he talked a lot about children and how we shouldn't, you know, let the little children come to him and not, uh, you know, not bother children or, you know, children are very special to the Lord. And he said in Matthew 18.10, uh, take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I say to you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. Now, in the context, he's talking about, you know, the disciples and kind of investing them with authority, if you will. But clearly, he seems to be indicating here that there are certain angels that uh, are paying attention to children on earth. Does that mean that's one angel assigned to each child? Who who knows? Maybe it, it doesn't go that far, but we can say with certainty that um, their angels, uh, you know, seems to imply that these children on earth have angels watching over them. Um, you know, in Psalms, we see lots of examples of angelic messengers coming to the rescue. Uh, Psalm 34, David said, the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him. Now, the angel of the Lord in the Old Testament has specific reference to a pre-incarnate uh, appearance of Christ, but still, uh, it's interesting that the word angel is used there. And then, of course, uh, Psalm 91, uh, this was my mother-in-law's favorite psalm, um, and it's a beautiful psalm. You should read the whole thing. It's fairly short. But he says, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. And that verse, Psalm 91, 11, is often the first one that comes to mind when people think about the prospect of guardian angels. So what can we conclude? Well, God uses angels to minister to us, to protect us. 
there may very well be particular angels that are assigned to each of us. The Bible doesn't explicitly say that, but it's certainly plausible. But either way, I'm so thankful that as we interact here in the world of time and space and matter in the spiritual realm, just as Satan has his uh, evil celestial beings always at the ready trying to do harm and deceive and hurt and attack, God has his angels always there uh, protecting us. And so uh, remember that as we talk about some of the negative things happening in this world. I hope you're encouraged by that. I know I was. Well, Randy, uh, here we go. I want to start by addressing a couple of things that we talked about last week, the JFK uh, carrier and also uh, some some of the goings on there in Lahaina. Uh, we're thankful that we get some great feedback from our listeners, and uh, sometimes it uh, adds further clarification to some of the things that we've talked about uh, from a particular vantage point, or maybe someone has inside information. I know Randy has a ton of sources that provide inside information. Uh, and sometimes it's uh, critical. And we got a couple of emails with people saying that uh, Randy was not accurate about what he said about the JFK carrier. But uh, and, and certainly Randy will be the first to admit he's not always uh, perfect. But in this case, he was spot on, as he's about to tell you. And uh, he interacted with some of those who had sent him some emails and clarified it for them, one of whom apologized and said, oh, boy, I, I'm sorry, I, I misunderstood. And you're exactly right. So anyway, go ahead and begin before you get into the late breaking news or any late breaking news. Give us some clarity on the JFK carrier and also uh, the uh, uh, laser weapons there in Lahaina. Okay. Good morning, everybody. Now, we've gone over the situation in Lahaina several times. If you recall, my first opinion was somebody probably used lasers to start this fire. And that would have been the day after we first knew about the fire. The reason I no longer believe that, and like I said last week, my opinion is it's caused by probably something like a balloon that has an incendiary device attached to it, is because the same thing happened here in Colorado Springs. Now, the problem with lasers, lasers are excellent, but you have to remember they have a very limited range. They, you know, it's not like Star Wars where you're going to hit somebody a million miles away. It doesn't work like that. Now, one listener questioned why blue roofs and blue cars weren't affected. Now, I'm, I'm going to explain this one more time. The color of the roof or the car makes no difference. If you have a small handheld laser like I use on my guns, which I demonstrated, I think the first time we talked about them, basically the surface, uh, the color and stuff can make a little bit of a difference. But if you have a laser that is strong enough to cause damage, the color makes no difference whatsoever. It will burn entirely through those objects, no matter what color they are, uh, what shape they are, etc. Now, I already know what YouTube podcast you guys are listening to. I listen to the same ones. Every time I hear one, I gag a little, then I go on to another. Uh, there is so much disinformation, misinformation, everything. It's unbelievable. Take my word for it. I think it was a land grab. I'm pretty sure we know how it started. And I'm going to go over the balloon theory again. If you recall, the first time we did a podcast, I had witnessed power lines being down and a fire around them before it got to Lahaina. Supposedly, those fires were put out. Now, if that is true, then we have to have a source of ignition. You know, you have to have heat, 
you have to have oxygen, and you have to have a substance to burn. Okay, if you don't have all three of those, you don't have a fire. So when I looked at the different areas that burnt, okay, Lahaina had a major fire. They had no warning. People could not escape. In the mountains, there were fires also. In the bay, there were fires also. Now, to get incendiary devices or fire spread over that large of an area, you're going to have to have more than one source. They hit a ship boat, whatever, a mile out into the bay. It's not some little tiny ember burning that flies along the wind. Now, one gentleman brought up, well, there was a hurricane. Yes, there was, but the hurricane was not close. The maximum winds that day were 70 miles an hour, and those were gusts. Now, an incendiary device on a balloon, you know, we're not talking a weather balloon that's 80 feet high. We're talking a small one. It's maybe six or eight feet high. And I would challenge you to go to the uh, news in Colorado Springs. I forget which uh, channel it was, but you can find it easy enough. They showed that the balloon with the incendiary device descend across the fence into the area where it started the fire. Now, law enforcement made, made them take down part of it, but I saw it when it was first up, and it showed it attached to the balloon. I think they put that one back up. If you get the right channel, you'll see it glide right over the fence, right to where it started the fire. What the start of the fire, it totally burned up, left no evidence. Now, if you look at the buildings in town, some of them were burnt. Some of them, there was no damage. Now, with a 70-mile-an-hour wind, it's going to be kind of a crapshoot. What's going to be burnt? What's not going to be damaged? Let's just face it. But that would account for some of these buildings, maybe one building and 10 buildings around it, not having any fire damage. If the balloon landed in that area, it would start a fire. Okay? Depending on what kind of incendiary device they use. Uh, if it was an actual balloon, which I believe it would also blow out into the bay. It would be big enough that the wind would carry it and it could land a mile from land or a mile and a half. When you look at the fire in the mountains, you're talking considerable distance. Now, the reason I say lasers are not used is because if you do your research, you'll see that lasers are affected by moisture, wind, smoke, debris, etc., so in other words, if you've got a lot of wind and smoke and debris flying around, it is going to interrupt the laser. It will not be efficient. Most lasers have to be on one subject before they will ignite them and burn them for at least 15 seconds. With that kind of wind, that kind of a storm, that didn't happen. If you use the balloons and you set off a bunch of those, obviously it is something that's going to land in different places. Now, if you don't if you don't think these are ever been these have ever been used, go back to World War II. The Japanese launched balloons against the western coast of the United States. Most of them were a nuisance, but there was a family either in Washington or Oregon that the balloon landed in front of them. They went up to it, it exploded and killed the entire family. So they can go for hundreds of miles. They can be very efficient. And remember, if you've got a 75-mile-an-hour wind right where you're standing, you have different layers of wind and atmosphere. Within 10 feet, you can have a completely different speed of wind, and you can have different types of situations and debris, whatever. So, like I said, the only thing that makes sense to me, since there was no electrical cause, 
since there was nothing else burning at the time, it moved rapidly. 911 was down. Um, traffic's being directed the wrong way. There had to be more than one source of ignition. That's why the only thing I can figure out is it had to be a balloon. Now, I was a firefighter for many years. I was trained in cause and origin. I was trained in explosives. I was trained in arson detection, fire suppression, EMS, and all of that. So this isn't just a wild guess. Now, we may find they have a completely different causation someday in 30 years when we're all dead and it comes out what really happened. But for right now, it is the only thing that makes sense to me. So remember, the color makes no difference as far as a laser is concerned. Uh, NASA has a website that you can look up lasers and it will tell you the same thing. As far as the John F. Kennedy goes. Wait, let me let me interject on the behind sure. something very, very, very important. Of, of everything you said, the most important thing is, if the Lord doesn't come back, I don't think I'll be dead in 30 years. I mean, I'll only be 80, 86. I could still very much be alive and kicking and preaching and sharing the gospel. So I just wanted to clarify, I don't think that we'll necessarily all be dead in 30 years. Okay, please continue. Oh, well, to your point then, what I'd like you to do, because I'm pretty sure I'm going, in case you don't, uh, would you take care of my dogs? Um, yeah, you know, I like dogs. I don't like small dogs, but because you're such a dear friend and you've been such a blessing to me and, and not my family and not my works, I will take care of your wiener dogs and happily. But the point is, I think neither of us will have to worry about it because I think, as I talked about with Lee Brainerd on Monday's show, I think we're going to be uh, caught up to meet the Lord in the air long before 30 years. Yeah, way, I'm just, I don't think your dogs will be alive in 30 years. Well, I keep hoping that probably not. That you're, that's a good point. I hope the good Lord has made some kind of a, um, I don't know, accommodation for the pets. You know, I really would tear do my pet, heart out. Do pets have guardian angels? That's what I want to know. I don't know. There are days I think mine must because <laughs> I'd like to kill them, but I don't. <laughs> All right. Back to JFK. <laughs> All right. To the JFK. Now, if you want to argue with me, about any of the military stuff I bring up, I want you to know that this information is gathered from people that are up the chain of command far enough that I've never had them be wrong yet. Now, the questions came up about the JFK. One gentleman on YouTube said something smart like, you know, do your research. You know, you could Google it and find out that wasn't true. Something like that. Now, first off, you are in a public forum. You need to have some respect. You need to gauge what you're thinking, because otherwise I may just come on there and answer you and make you look like the buffoon you are. <laughs> I have been known to do that. Now, I don't choose to do that, but let me put it as far as the JFK, the ship that's missing and everything that I talked about. All right. There was a third carrier that left the East Coast of the United States behind the original two carriers. All right. That carrier was never reported on again. And like I said, I think it's the JFK. I'm pretty sure that was the name they gave it. They showed it for about two days. No more was ever heard of. There are two JFK carriers. A new one that will come forth next year, probably late 2025. And one that has been kind of mothballed, put away, whatever, but actually hasn't been. Now, I've seen films, film clips of what they put on that carrier. And all I'm gonna say, I'm not gonna go into detail because right now when we're possibly going into a hot war, 
nobody needs to know that doesn't know. Uh, I'll just say that wherever that ship lands up, somebody is in for a big surprise. Hmm. There is some stuff on there that people don't even know about, and it could be a game changer in an art. So now if you have other questions on this stuff, feel free to uh, contact me. That's great. I love the questions. I love the back and forth. It's just a snarky attitude. You know, he JB portrays me as this nice grandfatherly kind of guy, which I enjoy being. But I've, I've also got a different side that really isn't that nice. You do. And, and if you sign up for Premier uh, membership, you can watch the video of these podcasts and you can see the, the horns on the pitchfork. <laughs> <laughs> There are some there are some that would agree with that. There is no doubt. Now, just for giggles, I'm going in something that I just discovered. You know, I, I keep talking about being a PI and what I can do, how I can find you, and what I know about you. Now, I'm I'm not going to give a lot of the secrets away, but I'm going to give you a place you can go and you can see how a guy will track you and tell you exactly where you're at. And it's basically, it's on TikTok. It's called Ask Jose Monkey, J-O-S-E-M-O-N-K-E-Y. This gentleman will have you send a short clip of you and where you're at. Now, he uses the OpenStreet database, Google Earth, license plates, uh, the accent of the person, uh, landmarks, terrain, etc. 80% of the time, you just sending this to him he can find you with only that information. Wow. No phone number, no nothing. But he has those kind of resources, and I can guarantee you there are a lot more out there than that. But he's just a gentleman that likes doing that. And so if you want to challenge him, he'll let you do that. And then he will tell you sometimes in 15 minutes, sometimes in a day. But he will 80% of the time tell you exactly where you were standing. Now, Think of what your Uncle Sam can do with stuff we don't even know about. So if you ever think you're going to hide, um, good luck. Yeah, I, I mean, if you need to go dark, there are books and resources out there that kind of walk you through how to do that. Uh, but in a nutshell, obviously, it means absolutely no digital or electronic devices of any kind. You got that's It starts with that. But even yep. still, then you've got to deal with you know satellite, uh, visuals, drones from above. That's why you need some type of cover. So typically, if you're trying to hide out, you want to be in a thick forested area where you know they can't you know see you directly from the sky. But uh, and again, I'm I'm preaching to the choir here. This is your area, but um, you also then have to deal with heat sensing stuff. So if they're really after you like they're targeting you, like say a, a criminal on the lamb or escaped convict or something, then they can use heat-seeking devices from the air so that even if they can't see you through thick cover, they can find where there's a, you know, a person. Am I right on that? Yes. Yes. So, I mean, at the end of the day, obviously, if the <clears throat> forces that be, the powers that be intentionally are seeking you out, it is very difficult to evade capture, uh, but it can be done. And then, of course, uh, you know, the better plan for where we are in our world today is just to, to play smart, to just not call attention to yourself, to fly below the radar, as I've talked about in my latest uh, chapter nine of my latest book. And um, Spirit of the False Prophet, if those, those of you may not know, just go to spiritofthefalseprophet.org. But uh, so if you just kind of 
get play smarter than them and not don't find yourself targeted, uh, you know, then, you know, you, you might stand a fighting chance. Yes. Now, hopefully none of us are criminals or anything and we're going to have bad need, but you as Christians may need to know some of that very soon because you are, according to Biden, you are an enemy of the state. Mm -hmm. So just understand they know where you're at. They know what you do. They know what you have and you're not playing with nice people. So just be very careful. All right. So on to the news, because we have plenty of stuff hopping now. All right. Mr. Zelensky, being the genius he is, uh, evidently just fired his top general, Zeluzhny. Now, Zeluzhny was the only guy, as far as I'm concerned, in the Ukraine that was holding it together. He was the chief of the military. He's pretty sound-minded. He's uh, He thinks ahead. And you have to wonder, okay, why would Zelensky fire him? No evidence of corruption, no evidence of illegal activity or anything. Is Zelensky getting ready to give up? Is Zelensky getting ready to vacate the country? What is he doing? I think we're going to find out here in a short amount of time that things are going to be changing in Ukraine. Now, as I've said before, Russia has no desire to take over the Baltic states, any in that area, Poland, any of that. They're basically looking at the Ukraine because they want warm water ports for their Navy. That's what they're looking at. And unless they're pushed, that's all they're going to be taking. Now, with NATO pulling some of the uh, things they're doing lately, we may get into a hot war with them. It is possible. Uh, this morning, I just happened to see that the Apple Vision Pro is out now that you can buy for $34.99. And it contains, what did it say? I think six cameras, two microphones, and some other stuff. Now, just thinking about that, that's no big deal. You know, okay, so somebody wants to go into virtual reality or whatever. But think about somebody like that coming into your house. Maybe you don't know them very well. Maybe it's a salesman. Maybe it is somebody you know. Understand that they can scope out your entire house as they're walking around and basically see exactly what you've got going on. You may have nice furniture. You may have, you know family heirlooms out, if they would be so disposed, they might think, well, maybe you've got a lot of cash hanging around or something also. So be very careful with the AI stuff. It is proceeding faster than I can keep track of it. And you just need to be wary of all of the stuff that's going on because uh, the next time Shane has a um, podcast, I'm sure he'll be able to give us a lot of clues about what is going on. And some of them are just a little bit... Um, Mm, scary. All right. These are the current risks that I am looking at every day. These are risks to the United States. Um, these are what I use my sources and resources for. First one is AI. China, their economy, Taiwan, cyber, and their nuclear capabilities. North Korea, cyber, EMP, and nuclear capabilities, along with a chance of an EMP. Iran in the Middle East, terrorists. Um, we're looking at a hot war there. It's gonna it's gonna blow here any day. Russia, cyber, EMP, nukes, the economy, AI, civil war, unrest, martial law. You understand all of the different threats that are going on. So understand this world is getting ready to explode. 
And it could be this week, I do believe, with what's going on over in Iran. Now, we're going to go over some minor stuff, and then we'll get in more to the current situation. All right. We keep talking about the debts, the economy, and everything else. 50% of the recipients of student loans are not making any payments. When asked why, they say they don't feel they have to. Other ones will say, we don't have the money. So that's a trillion and some dollars not being paid back. The U.S. Debt Clock, we have talked about that several times. It's an app that you can get down, download it onto your computer, your phone, or whatever. And it gives you a lot of different info as far as debts, uh, income for the government, all kinds of stuff. Now, I look at it quite a bit, but I noticed there used to be one that basically was the total unfunded liabilities that the U.S. government owes. For some reason, that's been removed. That was up $212 trillion last time I looked at it that it was there. So you have to wonder, why did they remove that? Do they think people are going to panic when they see how much they actually owe? Or what was the reason? I have no idea, but just keep... Keep in mind on this information warfare that's going on, they don't want you getting excited. They don't want you panicking. But let me tell you what, if you're ever going to get in gear and get stuff done, this would be the time. All right. If you want to check crude oil prices like I do, and they've been going up, go to oilprice.com. It will give you all the different types of oil. It will give you what the current market is on them. You can keep track of it like I do. Gold and silver, you can go to Kitco. You can go to Apmex, different places. You can see if the gold is going up, going down. Um, you can keep track of this stuff on a minute-by-minute minute basis like I do if you need to. All right, some things that are concerning. Um, there's a Rocky Mountain Lab in Montana that basically is doing experiments with COVID, Ebola, Lassa fever, everything else. They want to build one just like that, um, west of Denver. Mm. So be very concerned because with what they're experimenting with, if that stuff gets away, we're gonna we're gonna get the pleasure of enjoying it first. So I'm not saying demonstrate against it, say no. I mean experimentation is necessary, but the problem is they don't tell us anything about it. When there's an accident there, something escapes, we are left in the dark. So just know. You will be the last one to know if something happens. All right. The United States is moving nuclear weapons to the United Kingdom as we speak. I would imagine a lot of them are already there. Now, Great Britain is a nuclear power, but most of their nuclear weapons are kept on submarines. The bombs that are being moved there now will be land-based to be used by aircraft. As I've said before, the F-35 aircraft, the F-16 aircraft can be modified to carry these weapons, and they are practicing with the F-35, landing them on rural roads, rural highways, so they can hide them. And so if it's needed, the enemy doesn't know where they're all at. So just understand, things are getting really hot in a lot of different areas right now. Um, the amount of tanks, armored vehicles, etc. And the medical units, which always concern me because they're planning on something if they send medical units that are going into Europe and being dispersed right now are much greater than they have been. So they're they're planning on something. All right. 
at the airports, uh, we mentioned facial recognition a couple times here in the recent past. They're now expanding that to all 430 federalized airports, little airports, big airports, and they're also putting in gate recognition. So if you've got a disguise, it can also identify you by the way you walk, and it is about 95% accurate. So just understand they are taking all this information. They're going to know who you are, where you are. They're going to track you wherever you go. Now, let's talk about the Generation Z population for this week, just for fun. Yeah, it's basically the people born between 97 and 2012. All right. 28% identify with the LGBTQ movement. 57% no church or religious affiliation. 50% don't, af don't affiliate with any political party. They really don't care about it. And 75% of them support student loan forgiveness. Over 50% when they were asked said they would not cooperate with conscription and or a draft if the United States got into war. Now, we'll do the millennials and we'll do some other generations as the weeks go on. But just understand, we have a couple of generations that are not willing to fight for this country. Mm. And right now, we have more risks and dangers than any time in this country that I remember. This morning... I think a couple of months ago, we had discussed that Russia was moving nuclear missiles into Cuba. It looks like they are getting ready to do that now. Now the United States is up in arms and they're saying we're not going to let it happen. My question is, what are we going to do about it? Yeah. You know, we have Russia, we have China, we have Iran, we have everything. They're going to put them there whether we like them or not. Do you think, uh, so So the draft age is what, 18 to 25 or 26? I forget. 25, I think. Okay. And do you think, I know this is just your opinion or your best guess, but you know, if things do really unravel the way many think they, they might, and certainly the way the Luciferian elite are, are trying to make them unravel, do you think they, they would seriously uh, consider instituting a draft? Well, I'm pretty sure they would because right now, I think the Navy was 20,000 short on their recruitment goals. The Army, the Air Force, they're behind also. Um, right now, the capacity for the Army to train, I think, is like 2,500 troops a month, which wouldn't be near enough for an actual war. Conscription is being talked about in Germany, in France. Ukraine already uses it. We're going to have to do something because we're so sorely undermanned. But I think what they'll do, if they can, is bring it up after the election. Mm. Then they're going to say, now, here's the good news. This is what we have to do. I mean, if you want a game changer and something to kill your party right now, bring up the draft. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think that would just push you right out of the running right there. Of course, that yes. assumes we have an election. I mean, there's that's I think that's a fair, fair question. At well, yeah. you know, like I said, our president's going to wear a uniform. I have no doubt about it. And I, I don't think they can fit Trump with one. I don't think Biden would be able to, you know, do us any good between the diapers and the ice cream. So, yeah, they're going to wear a uniform. Yeah, I'm afraid that they've already got those plans they're talking about. Mm. So you know, they're already thinking about it. Mm. And when they start thinking about it, usually it comes to fruition. So I would say, yeah. All right. Let's see. Okay, you can direct file your income taxes this year. 
directly with the IRS. You don't need to do them yourself. You don't need to use a third party. You can go ahead and type everything in on their database. Now, all I'm going to say is if you do that with the feds, they're going to have every bit of information they don't have right now. If you never trust another federal employee, it would behoove you because I don't know any of them that I would trust, to be honest with you. Uh, they work for the federal government, CBDC, FedNow. I mean, they don't give us a choice. They just shove it down our throat. So, okay. Now, UPS is laying off 12,000 employees. We remember the nice raise and everything they got last fall, right? Well, you knew something was coming because they gave up pretty easy. Now, they announced a layoff of 12,000. PayPal is getting rid of, rid of another 9%. The banks have gotten rid over, what, 60,000, I believe, and the layoffs continue everywhere. So we are developing a an economic nightmare, for lack of a better term, I guess. All right. Now, we've talked about the underground cities and the tunnels, and I'm sure people walked away going, eh, but if you looked at the news last week, I think it was the New York Times or the LA Times, something like that had a big article on it. People are living by the thousands, 20 feet under the ground, and they have their little places set up like a home. Furniture, you know, all the kind of stuff, kitchen appliances and stuff. So understand there's a world beneath us that we have no clue about. That doesn't include the military and what they're doing. And, th so, and that's that's always been the case, by the way. For you know, for six thousand years of human history, humans have, in 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 certain contexts and scenarios, have always sought shelter underground. I mean, it's where else can you go? I mean, you you might yes. you might now be able to fly because of planes and and so forth, but there's no. I mean, you can't hide in the air. So where are you going to go? So yeah, it's uh, there's all kinds of. Uh, you know, sewer people, they call them in, especially in major metropolitan cities. And then, you know, I, you know, I'm convinced out in remote parts of national forests and national parks, especially ones that are, uh, you know, likely to have a lot of caves like, uh, like the Ozarks and places like that. There are all kinds of uh, uh, communities, let's call them. Some of them are you know, secret official communities, bunkers and the like. Uh, some of them are, you know, drug dealers. Some of them are just people that want to kind of drop out of the of society. But yeah, it's it's very common across this globe. Yeah, it'd be very easy to hide 200,000 terrorists until oh, yeah. you were ready to activate them. So we know they're there. We just don't know who all of them are, but they're there. That's for sure. Um, okay, MSN and Metro News. Uh they taught AI to go rogue for a test. All right. So it went rogue for them. It learned how to be deceptive. It learned how to behave normally when people were around, but then to turn into its actual personality after they left. Um, it was so sneaky that they decided they wanted to shut it down. But they couldn't stop it. Now, I don't know how they finally got it to end or they cut off the juice or whatever. But it's really creepy that they programmed it to go rogue and it did it very well. And they couldn't tell that it had done that. <laughs> so anytime we're going to use AI in any type of industry, military or whatever, we're going to have to be very uh, careful. Who does the coding? 
and where it's going to be used, etc. Now, the B-21 bomber that was supposed to be ready in 2030, evidently some of those are either getting ready to roll off the line or rolling off the line now. That's seven years ahead of time. You have to wonder what, what was the rush and why are we pushing them out now? And I think when you look at the risks and the wars going on, it's pretty obvious, to be honest. All right. Now, let's talk about one of the interesting subjects for today, the Texas National Guard taking over the border away from the um, Border Patrol. Um, basically, the governor said, we're taking it over. We don't want the feds in here. We're going to just handle it. Well, Biden has a problem with that. Mayorkas has a problem with that. So there's a fight going on. Now, my point here is there are 18,000 Border Patrol officers that support this. They have no problem. The rank and file is fine. This is an administration problem. All right. Now, the problem is it'd be bad enough if it was there. But now we have these convoys that are supposedly going down there. Convoys of truckers, people, whatever. Now, I understand why they're doing it for a peaceful protest and all of that. All I'm going to say is I wouldn't do it. If you look at Canada, what happened there when all of those truckers got in line and rolled down the highway? Remember, they shut off their accounts. Some of their property was taken. Some of them were charged with crimes and still have not had a court hearing. Just, you know, for some reason, it feels like a trap. I got to tell you. You know, I'm a little suspicious right now, Randy, because I know how technically savvy you are and you're a private eye. And I'm wondering if you hacked into our system and listened to my interview that I recorded yesterday with Leo Holman. We haven't posted it yet, but we're posting it uh, later in February. But that is exactly almost verbatim. The same warning that Leo gave is that this something he smells a rat. I mean, this is. Yeah, this is just there's something not that doesn't add up about it. And he recommended, just like you just said, staying away. Yeah, because, you know, like I said, I don't trust the government. Never have, never will. But, you know, there's such a big fight over something. Texas is doing what needs to be done. But yet the federal government doesn't want that to happen. Why not pitch in and say, hey, let us help you. But I was looking at the news last night in this little area where all of this is going on. A half a mile from where all of this is taking place, there's a big part of the wall that's missing, and you can just walk right across in the United States. That's a half a mile from where all of this is taking place. So my question is, okay, what is fact? What is fiction? What do they want us to believe? Okay. Now, if you get 700, 750,000 people, which sounds like an awfully large amount, if you get in, get them rolling their trucks down to the border – all right. Is Biden going to get nervous? He's got all of these existential crises taking place, right? Is this when he declares martial law? Is this when he moves in with what he wants to do? Um, I'm waiting yeah. for the Iran thing to break loose. Yeah, I mean, the trucker thing. I mean, it could very well be that they're orchestrating it. We know that through programs like the FBI's COINTELPRO, they've been doing this for decades, going back 60, 70 years, or 50, 60 years anyway. And so it could be some kind of uh, false flag type thing in the works. But the other thing is, when you get that many people together, it the, the, the chances for something organic happening 
go way up. It's kind of like when you're driving down the freeway, you know, we spent a lot of time on the road, all of our uh, career. We've just been road warriors uh, traveling from conference to conference. And when you're on a, in a congested area, at least uh, this is the way I feel, I'll often kind of speed up and try to get away from the pack just or slow down or get out of the pack. I don't like to drive when there's a bunch of cars around it. Just somebody could fall asleep. Somebody could accidentally have a, a blowout or who knows, but you're just, you're in danger. And so when you get thousands of people together, all, you know, excited and energized about some a cause and, you know, it could just organically develop into a tragedy. So, yeah, I mean, I'm all for protesting and I admire people that want to take a stand, but Look, as we talked about last night at Prophecy Night, if you if they wanted to build a wall, they could build a wall. This is not rocket science. We're not talking yeah. about anything too, you know, difficult. It's brick and mortar. People have been building walls since the early days of humanity. Uh, they could do it. Uh, so, and like you said, you know, with this op gaping hole just down the road, obviously this has all the marks of the, the magician saying, "Look at my right hand over here," while his left hand is really where the the, the problem is. So. Uh, yes, I don't know. I'm with you. The whole thing, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Well, Biden has made it very clear he wants to outlaw weapons, all guns, and he wants to outlaw militias. What a perfect place. Start a riot, get something going, and then all of a sudden he's got a reason to move in and do what he wants to do, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I don't trust the guy. I don't think there is a good part of that man from what I can see. Just understand, this is not what it's about. This is going to be a problem. Now, you got to remember, all of these people that are protesting are up on the interstate north of where the border is. Well, what are they going to do? Shut down the interstate? Shut down all of the truck traffic? Cause supply problems? I don't know. But after listening to all of this, if you think you got to go, I want you to know that Operation Lone Star, which is part of the Texas military, is offering you a job. If you qualify, they will give you a uniform and $55 a day. So if you don't have anything to do, you don't care what your future looks like, go for it. Make sure to let us know which jail you're in so we can maybe get you some bail money. All right. <laughs> All right. So moving right along. Uh, oh, one thing, my friend, I've got a friend that lives in Fort Worth. He said, you know, every redneck from Virginia to what was it? Utah is coming into Texas. And he made some comment about them being worse than what's coming across the border. So I just want you to know, not everybody is for this. Everybody yeah. has a little bit of a problem. Now, Texas, Governor Abbott, I don't know much about him, but he has transported 102,000 illegal migrants to sanctuary cities this year. I am thinking that is outstanding. I mean, you know, Chicago, L.A., New York. They say, hey, we don't want, you know, you guys deal with it. Now they're dealing with 102,000 of them. And I think that's probably changed quite a bit. All right. Now, something that I want you to be aware of that I think is going on. Operation Garden Plot, 1968. It was basically a plan to use uncontrolled mass migration of minor minorities coming across the border to start riots so that they could institute martial law. Basically, they wanted to institute a long-standing military presence so they could do what they wanted when they wanted it. 
And one of the aspects of this operation was Rex, R-E-X, 84. Basically, was the setup of the FEMA camps to hold large amounts of people, all the rabble rousers, and they could do it for an extended period of time. Now, as I've shared before, I have seen one of these camps in Louisiana. And like I said then, nobody there. It was totally vacant. I stopped for less than five minutes and a troop carrier full of armed National Guardsmen came around the corner and asked if they could help. And, you know, here I am and here they are. And I'm going, no, everything's good. Looks like it's time for me probably to take off. So just understand some of these operations, some of these plots have been in force forever. And yeah. I do believe they're going to institute them. Yeah. So I want to comment on Rex 84. Many of you may remember Ollie North and the whole Iran-Contra affair. That's when Rex 84 was exposed. And if you go back and watch the... Uh, congressional hearings on C-SPAN, uh, you'll find that, uh, certain senators addressing him about this, but him basically saying, you know, something like, I'm not at liberty to say or refusing to answer questions. But Rex 84 is essentially a continuity of government plan to suspend the Constitution and, you know, uh, basically uh, usher in an alternative form of government. And that is where things like the FEMA camps and other things came in, came about. And as far as... Uh, you know, fomenting unrest. Another one that folks, uh, and I've talked about this in my uh, books, um, talked about Rex 84 as well, but I would talk, I would look up Operation Gladio, which was a Cold mm -hmm. War uh, uh, joint effort of NATO where they would provocateur and, and, and literally kill people and set off bombs and stuff in European companies, uh, countries and blame it on uh, the communists. Uh, it ran from 1952 to 1990. And uh, this is the kind of stuff that's second nature to those who are simply puppets of the Luciferian elite. We we tend to think that, oh, you know, our government leaders would never hurt anybody intentionally. Well, that's just naive. It's beyond naive. So, yeah, people might want to check out Operation Gladio. Yes. You know, we've talked about this quite a bit, but we have illegal aliens being deputized to serve as police in the United States. All right. They're also trying, it looks like they're trying to create a migrant army to immigrate. And basically for service in the military, they were offer them citizenship. And the reason is the American military would probably not prosecute a war against American citizens. But an illegal immigrant who doesn't know us, doesn't have anything to do with our culture, probably would not have any inhibitions in doing exactly that. So just understand, they want to replace the Western values and the laws, and they're going to do it whether we like it or not. And it's coming very soon. It's already partially here, actually. All right. Mr. Harari, as we mentioned before, thinks that Donald Trump may be our next president. Um, could very easily be. I'm still not believing it because I look at Trump and his health and everything against him. Um, I don't know. It, it, it is something that could happen. I don't think Mr. Biden is going to be the candidate for the Democratic Party. Uh, the guy just is not lucid. He is not with it at all. He, he's, he needs to go to a rest home. Hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, but that is where he belongs. No pun, no joke, no nothing intended. He either needs to go to a rest home or be arrested. Either one's fine with me. Yeah. Either one. Just make sure he has diapers and ice cream. So, all right. 
let's see, the Institute for Martial Law, Production Act 1950, and Biden's Executive Order 14067. The more I look at this, and some of the European countries are doing this, I think CBDC is not our enemy. I think they're going to take it all. Hmm. They're going to take it all, and they're going to give us universal basic income through CBDC and FedNow every month. And basically, you will own nothing, and you'll like it. If as long as you behave, you'll be able to have a place, you'll have some sustenance. Um, CBDC will not bail us out of the condition we're in right now fast enough. We're going to have wars on how many fronts we're going to need money, ammunition, and we don't have either. So don't be surprised if things go rapidly. We go into martial law and all of a sudden you look at your bank account and it says zero. Something's taking place. A lot of people, they have a good idea what's going on, but they're not totally sure. All right. Uh, we're giving all of the war material basically to the Middle East and Ukraine. Mr. Zelensky is whining about it. He says, you know, you started this war. You know, you got me into it and you're abandoning me. And I would say, get used to it. We don't have enough for all of them. Uh, Ukraine is not something the voting public worries about, but the Middle East is. So um, I don't think Russia wants a war with NATO. I don't think Iran and China care. So I think your next outbreak is probably going to be Israel. Now, as we all know, the Iranians um, or their surrogates or whatever you want to call them, attacked a U.S. base the other day, killed three and injured 47. Now, it was on the um, basically on the line of Jordan and Syria, just over the line into Jordan, so you couldn't call it illegal to be there. Syria has demanded the U.S. leave. Iraq is demanding the U.S. leave. But what we have to look at is this. Everybody says, let's, let's attack Iran. All right. Now, attacking the proxies is one thing. Hezbollah, Hamas, the Houthis. Okay. When you attack Iran, understand that they are formidable they are well-trained. They are well-equipped. And we probably could not win a war with them because we don't have troops to put on the ground. We have 57,000 American troops in the Middle East spread out between all of those countries. Most people don't understand, but we have troops in Yemen. We have, I think, 400 troops there, supposedly pursuing ISIS and Al-Qaeda and everything else. And you can believe that if you want to. I'm sure they're there for other items. You know, when Lindsey Graham starts saying, hit them hard, let's go after them, I take a deep breath and take a look at what's going to happen. If we get involved, Hezbollah has 150,000 missiles in Lebanon they can use. The Iranians have more. The Iranian ballistic missiles are accurate enough that they took out a Mossad agent Two weeks ago, I believe, that was living in Iraq, they pinpointed his house from, what, six, 700 miles, killed him and his family, but that's the only thing that was damaged. So their weaponry is as good as ours, okay? The problem is they're mobilized, they're ready for a fight. So are Hezbollah, Hamas, so are the Houthis, everybody else. If we are dumb enough to start a war here, accelerate it, escalate it, whatever you want to call it, you're going to shut down the Suez Canal, the Red Sea, 
the Persian Gulf, the Gulf of Oman. Now, then everybody's going, so what? Well, a large quantity of oil to the world goes through those areas. Not to mention the amount of a war. They could destroy Israel in a matter of an hour. Now, God isn't going to let that happen. God would come to their defense. We know that's going to happen. But how many Americans, how many British, how many Iranians would die in this type of a battle? It would be unfathomable. So you have to you have to go, okay, so what are Biden's choices? Well, he's painted himself into a corner. He has none. He's going to have to make an attack. The minute that attack goes against Iran proper, you can expect cyber attacks against the United States. You can attack the terrorists coming out of their holes in the soil, the mountains or wherever they're at, they're coming too. Um, you can look at cyber attacks from Iran, China, North Korea, and Russia. Russia stated specifically, Iran has a special relationship with Russia. If you attack Iran, you attack us. Now, China gets a large portion of their oil from Tehran, those area, um, those countries in that area going down the Persian Gulf. Once you get to the Strait of Hormuz, Tehran could block that off, keep anything from flowing through there as long as they wanted to. China's got enough problems. They have trouble with their Evergrande property, realty, whatever that is, $300 billion. Their stock market is ready to take a bath. Um, their exports, imports are way down. They're getting ready for a crash they've never seen. So if you threaten their oil and their way of life, we're going to have to contend with China. China is not an Iran. China is not a North Korea. China can hurt us worse than anybody over there. They can take Taiwan probably in a matter of a couple of days before our carriers and our fleets could ever get there. When you look at the naval assets in the Suez, the Red Sea, in the Gulf, in the Eastern Mediterranean, there are well over 100 ships belonging to the United States there. With their surface-to-air missiles, they can wipe out our Navy. Our aircraft, if they don't have, you know, if the Navy aircraft doesn't have a place to land, where are they going to go? They could be wiped out, too. So we are in a very untenable situation. We, we, we have no win here whatsoever. Mm. So either Biden tucks his tail between his legs or he starts a war that we're not going to believe. If he starts it at night, all of the stuff that I've mentioned will probably happen the next day. You will see the fuel dry up. You will see it go sky high. You will see the terrorist attacks. You will see a cyber attack we've never seen before. Iran has been practicing for war against the United States for at least 18 years. They're ready. I will guarantee you, Biden and his group have absolutely no plan that they haven't put together in the last 24 hours of what to do in a situation like this. Let's face it. The Israelis are going to take the brunt of it. I don't, what, there what seven or eight million that live there. It's hard to say how many could die, but there would be thousands and thousands. Mm. So the question is, do we put our 57,000 troops and Israel at risk, or do we find some way out? Biden says he has already picked his plan for retaliation. So you know it's military. All I'm going to say is um, this will be something we haven't seen in our lifetime. <clears throat> do, you, do you think you know something's going to happen like, today tomorrow any day now or 
I mean, I just, it's strange to me that, um, you know, he, he would talk, he would telegraph that, hey, I've made my decision. I don't remember seeing that before. Maybe it happens. I don't know. But it just seems strange to me that he would say, I've made my decision. And 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 is that all just posturing and rhetoric? Or what's your best guess on the timetable here? I think he's waiting for the British carriers to get in theater. They're on their way. They're not there yet. I'm sure he's looking at where the U.S. forces are positioned. Uh, as we shared last week, there were um, 12 C-17s that took off from the East Coast, Nebraska, and the West Coast heading for Europe. There were 12 stratotankers that refueled the planes, took off as fast as they could go the other night. They were heading across the Atlantic so fast that they, they don't travel that fast, usually. Command and control are there. Nuke sniffers are there. My sources say 48 hours. Mm. That's what they're looking at. 48 hours doesn't give us much time. I would think they would wait till the next uh, new moon when it's dark. You can't see things. That would add to an attack, but that's more necessary for probably ground troops than it is for aircraft or ships. Now, if you're in Biden's position, what do you do? All right, we know that Iran probably has nuclear warheads on their missiles because last summer they said they did. We now know they can make more of them. We know they're going to be a problem. You're in a situation now where do you move on those nuclear facilities and some of the other stuff, or do you wait? The longer you wait, the more of a threat they become. If you take out the nuclear facilities now, I guarantee you Russia and China will be right there behind them going, okay, you want to get it on, let's do it. So what, what kind of a decision... Who has the wisdom to make a good decision in a situation like that? Current administration, not a chance. Mm. Whatever they're going to do is going to get us killed, probably. Yeah. But the, uh, you know, the choices are so limited and the stakes are so high. You know, we're not talking John F. Kennedy during the Cuban Missile Crisis. He took a gamble. He was smart enough to figure it out and he come out on top. In this situation, you know, we have the British that are helping us, the Australians and all the rest of them. Yeah, Israel, they're kind of on their own doing what they want to do, no matter what Biden says. So in the next 48 hours, do we turn tail and run? Or do we get us in a situation that will take us up to Gog Mago? Yeah. Russia says it's ready to go. That worries me because once they pull the trigger, they're moving. Yep. And I would just remind people of, of what I've called the abnormalcy crisis. As we look at all these things converging together, economy, war, pandemics, you name it, the tendency is to think, man, it's all going to collapse tomorrow. And it may. You know, I've been listening very carefully to what Randy's been saying today. And I can't, I, I tell you several times he said, it could be this, it could be that, it could be that. Now, I know some people hear what they want to hear and they hear, instead of Randy saying, this could be the way it goes down, they hear, I guarantee you with absolute certainty, this is what's going to happen. Well, that's not what he's saying. And uh, we're, we're saying that the wise person sees trouble coming and prepares for it, Proverbs 22, 3. So, you know, uh, you know, I think it's always good to keep your head on a swivel to think, yeah, this this very well could all explode tomorrow. But at the same time, don't be surprised if 
the Lord, who's the ultimate arbiter of the timetable, uh, wants to slow things down. And and it's not as easy as these Luciferians think to usher in a one-world system, or Satan would have done it a long time ago. But it will happen, according to Bible prophecy. Uh, and at some point, we're going to find ourselves, if the Lord hasn't come back by then, living in a different type of world. So uh, just, you know, keep it, keep that balance, keep trusting the Lord, keep looking up, but don't, uh, certainly don't panic. And we know fear is never of the Lord. So we never want to be scared, only prepared. Yes. Now, two small things. And I got to word this very carefully so you don't get your second strike. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the European Union is in the process of getting everything together to begin a 300,000 member army that does not include NATO troops or the United States. All right. Go back and count how many BRICS nations there are. I believe the ones that have formally accepted are 10. When you talk about the 10 kings last week, that started rattling around in my mind. You bring up the oligarchs, you bring up the countries. I mean, we don't know how this is going to be. But the last thing that should put fear in everyone. If you recall what's been happening over the last couple of years that we've all kind of dismissed and said, eh, on the autopsies and on, they interviewed a bunch of uh, morticians that have done embalming. They are finding in the ones that were medicated, they all have white fibrous clots. Mm -hmm. Now, you're going to have, you without me saying anymore and getting you in trouble, I want everybody to think about that. How would have that happened? Why did it happen? And why are they still pushing? Yeah. And it's only the, the, the quote, medicated ones, as you said. We talked to a doctor last week that's a friend of ours who uh, was on a trip and they either they know this person or had the occasion to be uh, meeting this person in another city that's a uh, mortician. Um, and that person told them, He's never seen anything like it, all the clots that that they're pulling out of uh, cadavers uh, these days. It's just unprecedented. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, and of course, we have all kinds of evidence out there for those who take the time to look at it. But yeah, these are, uh, these are definitely, things are heating up, no doubt about it. Well, I talked to my doctor the other day, and basically, she said, it's coming back. It's probably going to be worse than what it was before. And they're working on a vaccine, but expect it shortly. Yeah. Since we've been recording this, uh, I got an email from UC Health here in Colorado, uh, unsolicited, just, you know, spam type thing. And the subject line is, people are getting combos of COVID, flu, and RSV. In other words, be afraid, be very scared, rush in right now and get your latest, you know, 10th, 12th, 13th booster shot or whatever it might be. So, yeah, yes, they're, they're, they're fomenting fear once again. <clears throat> you know, I think the days of our podcasts are numbered. Yeah. I think they're going to shut us down. I think that people are going to be on their own. All I can say is research stuff. Do your due diligence if it doesn't make sense. Think about that. Let the Lord draw you to where you need to be. Because, you know, I love doing this, but I can see in the very near future they're going to want us off the air. Well, and I mean, and, 
And plus, you've already told us we have a definite ending point of it of no more than 30 years. So, I mean, uh, I can tell. Uh, oh, it's, <laughs> uh, it's that was a joke. It is. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm thinking 30 minutes is pushing. So. <laughs> well, so, Randy, good stuff, as always. I really enjoy talking. I know our listeners enjoy hearing from you as well. I want to end with just, again, some encouragement. Remember, the Lord has many ways that he takes care of his own. Um Life on this earth is just a speck on the timeline of eternity. We, we're not promised tomorrow. A death is never to be feared for a child of God. Death is the golden key that unlocks the riches of eternity. So even if in God's sovereign plan, you know, uh, his, uh, he calls us home for one reason or another, that just means that the eternal life that we gained the moment we placed our faith in Jesus Christ and became a Christian uh, continues on in eternity outside of the presence of sin and suffering in the presence of Almighty God. And uh, again, you know, for the believer, the Bible says death is precious in the sight of the Lord, 100, Psalm 116, 15. So, you know, don't be discouraged and know that God has many ways that he protects and takes care of and encourages and ministers to uh, his people, including angels, as we talked about at the outset of the program. If you've been listening to this and you're not certain of your eternal destiny, remember 1 John 5.13 tells us we can know that we have eternal life. You don't have to wonder or doubt. If you'll place your faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God who died and rose again for your sins, right now, in this simple moment, as you're listening, just between you and the Lord. Uh, put a box around yourself in your mind's eye and just think it's just you and the Lord. And if you'll express your faith in him as the only one who can forgive sin and give the gift of eternal life, in that instant, you will pass from death to life and have eternal life, Jesus tells us in John 3, so or in John 8. So I hope if you've not done that, you'll do that. And for the rest of you, if you know the Lord already, keep looking up. Uh, we know that uh, the Lord's return is nigh, and uh, until then, let's keep doing the Lord's business, being about what He ha has us here for. Uh, check out notbyworks.org. You can find all kinds of great resources there. Be sure and listen to the podcast from uh, earlier this week, uh, the one Monday with Lee Brainerd. Uh, yesterday, I was on Stand Up for the Truth, and we also had Prophecy Night last night. Even though that's no longer on YouTube, you can still find it on Rumble for the video version, or you can listen to the audio version on the podcast. Randy, thanks so much, my friend. My pleasure, sir. Have a great week. You too. We'll talk to you again next week. God bless everyone. All right.